Algar Productions. Algar Productions. I'm Amanda, and this is Al. Hello. And uh, we're trying. This week, we went to the Center for Wooden Boats and ate a dragon fruit. But before we get into that, uh, let's talk a little bit about my favorite subject, myself. And I don't know, I guess Al. Cheap thanks. Whatever. Um, So I'm an extremely famous photographer about town, and Al is a podcast baron. And uh, recently, I've become extremely old. Like, very, very old. And Al is even older. Much, much older than that. So much older. We're also married, uh, and it has become our very great wish to avoid becoming weird hermits or sedentary lumps. So we decided the best way to trick ourselves into doing this would be to do something that created podcasts and photos uh, and got us out into the world. Yeah, also, I work from home and I suffer from uh, crippling social anxiety. So any excuse to get out and turn this into uh, hashtag content is a good thing. Uh, the concept of the show is if you've ever seen uh, and, and don't worry, this isn't the kind of show where we'll say uh, if if you've seen this secret wink wink thing that we've seen, then then you get the joke. No, it's just uh, we borrowed the premise from a show called Review, which was on Comedy Central, which is a fantastic show, by the way, but also super sad and bleak. And this uh, show's not going to be sad and we're probably not going to get divorced. I wouldn't rule it out. I said probably. But the the basic premise of that show before it went completely off the rails in a good way, in a funny way, uh, was that uh, the main character, Forrest McNeil, would review um, life experiences. He would eat foods and do things and uh, rate them. And that's pretty much what we're going to do. Uh, Each episode, we're going to do something a little bigger and something a little smaller. Like we'll go somewhere and eat something. And in this case, that's what we did. So that's that's what the show is. Yeah, so let's talk about the first thing the first thing we decided to do. All right, let's do that. Well, we uh went to a place called the Center for Wooden Boats. It's become kind of a running joke between us because when we first came to the area yeah, we. I, I live in Seattle, and Amanda ended up uh, joining me here not too long after that. She moved here from Canada. Uh, we now live in the suburbs, but we're close enough that Seattle is kind of our main, like, that's where we go to do stuff. Well, it's that or Tacoma. Uh, so Seattle is pretty much so, where we go. Yeah, Seattle's the choice. Um, and for those of you who don't know, uh, you, your city has a Tacoma. Like, if you live in Washington, D.C., Baltimore is your Tacoma. Uh, if you live in Minneapolis, St. Paul is your Tacoma. Everybody has a Tacoma, but we're not going there. We're going it's like to the good like an evil part. twin. Yeah, exactly. Like the, the shadow self. The smelly, gross shadow self. It smells like an alley. It basically smells like an alley. Um, but the thing is, uh, I'm, I'm always into doing the dumb tourist thing. Like I, I grew up near Washington, D.C., and I loved seeing all the museums and all the all the America stuff there. And here I, you know, I went to the Space Needle a bunch and I, I did all the standard touristy stuff. But I wanted to see what else there was. And we started Googling and, and searching various other places and always... Every single time this came up at like the top of the list, like everyone was like, yeah, go to the Space Museum or whatever. But you have to go to the Center for Wooden Boats. Now, really, let me ask you this. 
Has a human being, a live human being, ever actually told you that? No. Okay. It's all websites. Okay. But the internet is where I'm from. I believe what it tells me. Oh, no, I do too. And I, to, to show you just how far this goes, when I go to, when I open google.com on my uh, computing platform of choice and type in center, the auto, the first top autocomplete option is four wooden boats. When I type it in, it asks me if I mean center ER instead of RE. Well, that's because you're a weird Canadian. But seriously, that's how bad it is. It The word center applies to millions of different things, but it, it automatically assumes I must mean the world-renowned Center for Wooden Boats. Center for Wooden Boats. And the thing is, it sounds really boring, but we thought it might be one of those things that, like, yeah, sure, it sounds boring, but you get there and it's like, wow, it turns out this is really interesting. Honestly, when you and I talked about the premise of this show, that was kind of our hope is we would make a list of things that sound genuinely interesting, but also a bunch of things that we think, well, OK, old people do this, for instance. This can't be fun, but let's look at it. Why not? And this is one of those things we were hoping, OK, this sounds dumb, so maybe it's actually not. And so many people said so much nice things about it on the Internet. We thought... Well, maybe we're just being closed-minded idiots and we should just go to the Center for Wooden Boats. Also, in its favor, uh, it's free. It's super free. Which, free I parking. again, I grew up in the D.C. area and museums are all free as far as I'm concerned. It's very strange to me when a museum costs money. So this one... I have always paid for every museum I have ever been to. Right. And that, I guess that's normal. But for me, it's weird. So, so finding a free thing is good. Uh, also free to park there. Um, also on the way to a bunch of places we usually go. We so. see it all the time, too. Yeah. It's calling to us like a, a wooden boat siren song. And I've been in this area for 11 years, and we've been dating that entire time, but you've also lived in this area for like six years. So it's been calling to us for over a decade. It sort of got to the point where it's like, well, no, we're not going there. We'll yeah. go anywhere before there. Right. So we went. Uh, uh, well, you go first. Well, it did have free parking, and it mm -hmm. cost us nothing to go there. However, we had to park and then go through a weird maze of piers and, to find the office to register the car so that we wouldn't get towed away. And there's a lot of other stuff around there, and that stuff all looks cool and fine, but it was hard to tell... What was the yeah, Center a, for Wooden Boats? There's a wasn't. museum adjacent to it, which looked interesting. And there's the new Center for Wooden Boats that they're working da, on. Da, 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 da. Okay. No. The CWB. Oh, right. The rebranded CWB. It's so much cooler. This is not your grandpa's Center, Center for, for Wooden, wooden boats. boats. Right. It's very. It's the very, CWB. It's very hip and cool. Until they get a cease and desist from the CW. <laughs> I wonder if there's like sexy vampires that live there. Could be. That, like, I don't know, yeah. hang around at night. The boats have sex with Miss Grundy, probably. Yeah, probably. Yeah. yeah. That's a thing. Um, I, No, but you had to go through this maze of, of piers, of docks, to, to get to the office, even, to the gift shop. The which, gift shop. Which, which was, would you say the width of a human hair describes the accura accuracy? That, how it? many angels would you say could dance on the head of that gift shop? Uh, if they stood in a in a line, then several. But like if they were trying to get into at a time, absolutely not. Like it was it was like entering a porta potty. It was not not big. No. And that's yeah, that was the gift shop. And behind the gift shop is like this giant room with tables and stuff. So I'm not sure. But it was an empty room. Yeah, big empty room. I'm not sure why they didn't put the man with the sign-up sheet in the big empty room. 
or you know close to the cars but yeah but okay so uh, we we took care of that and then we started walking around and it's not like we were saying earlier it's not super clear where you should go and what is part of the museum and and what isn't no there's no guided tour there's Mm -hmm. no clear signage that says look at this and then go here to where this arrow is pointing and then or like uh, at the National Zoo in D.C., there's like little footprints, like you follow the hoof prints if you want to go to the hooved animals, and you follow the fish prints if you want to go to the fish. Here, there's uh, none of nothing fish like that. Fish prints? I think. I don't remember. It's been a very long time. Describe to me what a fish print looks like. Like this. <laughs> about this About this big? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But no, there's nothing. There, there are plaques. And there was a few sort of, um, oh, exhibits is a strong word. I'm not sure Displays? that I Displays? Diorama? Objects. Yes, there were a few related objects. There were some nouns. There were. Mm -hmm. One of them was a board with a PVC pipe on it. (laughs) Oh, yes. And a sign instructing you uh, how to do Morse code, which I guess you could beat out on the PVC pipe. I guess so. And I told it, this is not an ARG. I am not learning Morse code. And I told you I don't get that joke. Oh, that's that's for the people. Okay. It's for the listeners. Of course. All the listeners that we already have. We already have. I told you I'm very famous. Of course. Well, I'm the podcast baron here, and I don't think anyone's listening. <laughs> but, yeah. Prove uh, us wrong, children. <laughs> but, yeah, there, there's a PVC pipe there, which, I mean, I I wanted to play out a cool Blue Man Group song on it, but all I could, it just sounded like clunk. Like, it wasn't, it wasn't, it didn't suit itself to doing Morse code. It's not like your friend could sit at the other end and listen for it or something. It was just a pipe. Just a pipe. <laughs> and they had some um, some pulley riggings, and that was kind of neat, where it showed you, like, more ropes is more lifting. Yeah, like, it explained the basic concept of how pulleys work and, and levers and that kind of thing. That was my, that was the most interesting part of it, wouldn't you yes, say? Yes, I would say that is definitely the most. <laughs> so if you haven't quite adjusted your uh, your expectations yet, there you go. Pulley system. Most of it, like, we haven't even gotten to the wooden boats yet. There were wooden boats. There were, and sailing ships. And sailing ships made of wood, presumably. If they were made of fiberglass, they wouldn't count. And something cool that they do do there that I actually think is kind of neat, and I know you were underwhelmed by this, is they have free boat rides. No, it's not that I was underwhelmed. It's just I grew up near the water, and it's not a novelty to me. It is cool. But it's like you go up there, and you have to make an appointment, and they'll, Mm -hmm. they'll put you on the wait list, and then they take you for a little... Yeah, if you want to go out and row, you have to pay for it. But if you want to go on a guided tour, that's free. Yeah, and I thought that that's kind of neat. I can see why people would be into that. And if you have, I think if you need a license or something, if you can prove to them you know how to sail, they'll let you take a sailboat out. Yeah, but you don't, like, take yourself out. You have someone take you out there. Mm -hmm. And the thought of, they're four-person boats, and the thought of being stuck out on the water with two strangers strangers and then a stranger captain. Uh Uh-huh. Uh, three-hour tour. It's a three-hour tour. No, we're just out on the... I don't know what we're on there, like what body of water that is. I feel the like... water. I feel like 11 years in the Seattle area, I should know that. It's. I think it's the lake because that's the South Lake Union where there is a trolley called the South Lake Union Trolley, uh, and you can figure that uh, uh, acronym out for yourselves, kids. It's slut. It's the S-L-U-T. Slut. So check that out. Uh, but yeah, I think so because we're in the region of that thing. I think it's South Lake Union. I have absolutely no idea. Anyway, it doesn't it doesn't empty into the ocean. I don't think. I don't think you could Gilligan's Island yourself out there. Oh, I think that you are like really underestimating underestimating my ability to ruin something. Oh no, no, I'm definitely not doing that. <laughs> um, 
however, I did underestimate my own inner ears ability to ruin something because walking the, the docks that they had, um, I grew up in uh, Southern Maryland, which oh yeah, Captain, I've been on the water all the time. This I is grew no up on the water. I grew up in Southern me. Maryland. I grew up in, on a peninsula, so surrounded by water, like on three sides. And I, the types of docks that I'm used to are nailed down. They're they are stationary, nailed to posts. These are the kinds that float on the water. And then I jumped up and down. And then you, yeah, and um, also I'm as as Amanda alluded to earlier, very old. So more susceptible to motion sickness than I used to be. And standing on, it's the vague rocking. It's the, I'm looking for a stationary point and everything's just sort of moving back and forth a little bit. And I just started getting a little, and so the idea of going out on a boat did not appeal to me. And then I was like, well, let's, uh, let's rent a rowboat. And Uh then why don't you, why don't you row me out there and read French poetry? (sighs) Then I had a stomach ache. (laughs) That one's also for the people. Oh, it's for the people. Uh-huh. Um, there, also, another feature was uh, duck poop. Oh, duck and ma- goose poop. no, I'm pretty sure it was goose poop because we saw massive of amounts goose. of geese. Geese. Yes. Um, and, and a child gleefully running to avoid it or stomp on it. We couldn't decide. It, it didn't seem to matter because they were both avoiding and getting into it. But they were like, wee! Like, it was a game for them. Yeah. I just, I'm not sure like, what the objective of that game was. They were wearing, like, rubber boots. It seemed yeah. like it was a, like, was a children's, like, picture book happening in front of us? Uh-huh. I guess so. But it, but it, but after, at about a hundred yards worth of just nonstop poop. <laughs> so, and there wasn't a plaque to indicate that that was there on purpose. No, so. but there were... There, you said that there weren't a ton of plaques giving information, but no, there were a few. There was, there was a few, and most of them. Oh boy, the most boring. You got a couple of pictures of these. And I you, did. We're gonna put pictures up uh, on our website. We'll give you that information at the end. Um, the most boring. It was basically John felt like his boat was too small, so John built a bigger boat. This that, is that's it. That's the plaque. This is John's boat. The bigger boat. And they would say the guy's full name like you're supposed to know who he is, but I don't know who this person is. <laughs> I would say it was not the most boring part of the afternoon because we were looking at some boat motors mm-hmm. because they were there and we were talking about, hey, you know, 50s design is kind of cool. Well, yeah, there's this, like... there's this one from 1949 that had this really cool post-war, like that finny sort of like rocketeer look to it. We're just talking, yeah, that, hey, that looks pretty cool. And then uh, this elderly gentleman came and stood uncomfortably close behind us. And, yeah, uh, to the point that I could smell the coffee on his breath, which is better than smelling the booze on his breath, I suppose, but oh, still. Oh, and that's a 1978 Framistat you're looking at there. Uh, they work a whole lot better than the yeah. 73 model, uh, but he didn't work there or anything. He no. just, just likes motors, just wanted to share and, his enthusiasm. And did not take our hints. Like, oh, that's interesting. And then he just kept standing there. Okay, we're going to go over here now. And he didn't move. Okay. So I don't know if that's a feature of the <laughs> center for wooden boats, but it is definitely a thing. Um, there was the pavilion. Pavilion's strong. Well, that's what they called it. That's what they labeled it, the pavilion. Old shed. Uh-huh. It, it looked like they had a bunch of old wood there that they needed to store somewhere. A couple of sawhorses and some tools and yeah. I think I think there's a lot of guided activities for children and such. I think so. It looked like there was a place where you could like decorate little boats to float on the the water, and that that that's kind of cool, I guess. But we went there on a Sunday, and all that stuff wasn't happening. 
It seems like that would be the day it would be happening. You would think on the weekend, yes. I mean, it's summer now. We're recording this, like, on the first day of summer. And so it was just very, very late spring. But, yeah, kids should be out of school at this point. Yeah, but it was just a bunch of wood. Yeah. And some tools. Just a bunch of wood. And a uh, sign telling us what was going on in the area that was also empty. Yeah. No, it was it was all pretty pretty sad. Yeah, it was not. Uh, it was definitely not the best tourist attraction. No, in, I've seen. I could Seattle. name five tourist attractions off the top of my head. I've seen in Seattle that are better, and at least one here in Renton, the the suburb of Seattle that we live in, that's better than. Uh, Which that's you know it's it Renton's fine, but it it's a suburb. It's you, you anyone who lives in a city knows what what a suburb is. It's a suburb. It's but, fine. Strip it's got, malls. It's got strip malls. It's got strip malls. And and lower rent. Uh, yeah. Is it what it has. It does have lower rent. Real appealing. <laughs> so uh, after we have an experience or go to a place, we thought it might be helpful to rate that that experience. Sure. Uh, from a uh, scale of 1 to 10. ten uh, 1 being stepping on a nail and 10 wishing we were still doing it right at this moment, and that it would never end. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. So, uh, Al, what would you say the Center for Wooden Boats gets? I would give Seattle's top uh, tourist attraction, the Center for Wooden Boats, a 3 out of 10. Where 5 is not offensive, but not engaging. The shrug of an experience. Yeah, it's it's boring. And boring and badly laid out, and does not live up to the hype. So a 3 out of 10. I would be a little more generous. I would say probably it was a six. I don't regret having gone there. Okay, let's let's reveal one final piece of information that the listeners don't have yet. Uh, you, you dragged your giant camera with you. I did. You are a uh, semi-professional photographer. And uh, you, got, you got a lot of interesting textures and a lot of strange looking things. If you didn't have your camera, what would you have rated it? Photography makes a lot of boring stuff interesting. There were interesting things to look at up close through a lens. If you didn't have your camera, what would you rate it? Four or five. Okay. Shrug. It was... I would rate it as shrug or slightly less than shrug. Fair enough. If you want to do photography, there is some... Yeah, there there's some, some great angles stuff. and textures and, and interesting yeah, things out there. Yeah, old wood and yeah. like really interesting looking shaped boats and things. Also, I think it's neat that it exists. I don't wish to wipe it off the face oh, of the no. earth. And if children find it interesting, it's great that it's there. I can't, just putting my mind in in the space of a, like a six-year-old, I can't imagine it being interesting, I especially mean, since video games have been invented. Yeah, it's not video games. I, if I could have been playing video games or going to the center for wooden boats, I would have rather been playing video games. Same, and I don't even like playing video games that yeah. much. Uh, I, I got about as sick as I did playing Portal 2, so... <laughs> I, I think without the seasickness, it would have been a four. I think yeah. that's what knocked it down to a three. But under shrug. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So is that is that everything we have to say about the Center for Wooden Boats? I don't want to leave anything out. Well, they say it can take between 10 and 45 minutes to enjoy it. Oh, yeah. The, the main Google thing says, here's the directions. Here's the hours. Uh, typically, people spend 10 to 45 minutes here. So I don't think that 45 minutes, that seems excessive. We took 45, but that's because you stopped to took a bu- take a bunch of pictures. Yeah. So. So. All right, then. So the uh, the next thing we want to talk about is uh, when we were coming up with ideas for the show, we wanted to have a list of 
mm-hmm. things to try and things we've been meaning to try and all that. Uh, but we were also sort of talking about what the format of the show would be and how we would talk about this and that and the other. And a placeholder that I kept using was, and then we'll, we'll try a dragon fruit, only, you know, better than that. Uh-huh. We, we write, I, I write a lot of comedy and Amanda sometimes writes with me and a lot of my placeholder uh, comedy writing uh, shorthand is uh, like this, but funnier. And then I'll come back and make it funnier. And and I think that was dragon fruit, but... Uh, but then we're like, well, what if we just do dragon fruit? I mean, I don't like, I don't know where you came up with it. I don't know what it is, but sure. Okay. I had seen it places before. I know I, I, I probably sound unsophisticated because I know my friends have certainly tried it, but I just never tried it. And it's sort of this spikety pink... Thing yeah, we'll we'll give you a couple store. of pictures on on the on our website. Yeah, um, so naturally we needed to look up like what it was. Yeah, what is a dragon fruit? Where do you get a dragon fruit? How do you eat a dragon fruit? And so forth. Uh, I I needed to look at the nutritional information. Um, a little something about me. I am uh, hovering in that dangerous area that so many Americans are, the pre-diabetic range, so I can't have a lot of sugary things, but it lo- I, I'll be good to taste this. We'll be good. I won't I won't collapse and have my feet cut off live on, on a podcast I mean, this time. You've never tried that before. When we try snorting pixie sticks for an episode, that might be the one. I'll be just fine. Yeah. Um, but no, we're we're I'm good to eat this, so that was another factor. Yeah, we I joking about cutting your feet off aside, which will be making a lot of jokes about me cutting your feet off. And uh, why are you cutting my feet off? I mean, who else would do it? A doctor? No, that won't be necessary. All right. It'll be me. Okay. Who would you rather have cut your feet off? Uh, a doctor? Well, Someone who knows what they're doing, who can sterilize and cauterize and so forth? I think it'll be fine. I think I'll have an open gangrenous wound that will spread to the rest of my leg and so forth. Well, then I'll cut that off, too. All right. Where are you going to stop? Uh, we'll have to. We'll we'll just have to see. Okay. We were straying pretty far from, <laughs> from dragon from fruit. From dragon here. fruit, gangrenous limbs. Mm-hmm. Uh. So uh, yeah, we we looked it up online and had a had a little gander at what it was and went to the store and picked one up. We had to go to a specialty store. We had to go to a, a local Asian grocery to get it. Yeah, and uh, so we although also... although it's not Asian. I was interested to find out. It's at the Asian grocery, but it actually is like a cactus. It's a cactus from, like, here. Yeah, like from desert regions. Yeah. Um, also, we wanted to make sure it was a fruit, because anytime something is called a fruit, uh, it is not a fruit. If you've ever seen the BBC uh, uh, panel quiz show QI, which you, if you haven't, you should. It's excellent. It's very good. Uh, but the, the main uh, point of the show is constantly undermining uh, commonly held beliefs, like, uh, uh, you know, conventional wisdom. Uh, and they they love pointing out that a tomato is a fruit and that peaches are technically a meat. And, and anything that's called a nut is definitely not a nut. No, and walnuts are actually a type of egg. And so this being called a dragon fruit was probably some kind of fowl mm-hmm. uh, or chicken. Yeah, and you're a yeah. vegetarian, so yeah. that's that's a factor. Yeah, so I'm concerned about that. Also concerned that it would be like, I don't know, milk. Yeah. It's just milk. Mm-hmm. You open it up and it's just milk. Could I've be. I've had milk before. Why would we try that? Yeah, who knows? Yeah. But no, fortunately, it is a fruit. It is a fruit. Well, cactus, who knows? Whatever. What's well, the fruit of a cactus? It's the fruit of a cactus? I think. I, I don't, don't know. I don't care that much. I'm not confident. We're going to try it anyway. Yeah. So we thought it would be some real stimulating radio 
to listen to us eat fruit live on the air. Well, I mean, eating and giving a report is fine, but you you could hear the sounds. Oh, yeah, so good. We could fumble our mics. We're, we're in nice, comfortable, loud positions right now, and now we get to move around and mess all that up. Mess it all up and then just, like, slurp in, into your ears. Uh-huh. Very good. So let's let's do that, let's shall do that. we? Let's do that. All right. Uh-huh. Uh reaching over now, taking a spoonful. It's, uh... Pretty soft. I'm just taking. I'm just gonna take it in my hands. We scooped okay. it out of its fruit. You did earlier. Mm-hmm. Okay. Gonna, it's, it's. I would say it's about the the consistency of a peach. Yeah, it looks because it's got it's white with all these little black seeds in it. It looks kind of like an Oreo Blizzard. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. Okay. It has no discernible odor. It smells sort of like sweet water. Nothing. Mm-hmm. That's that's what I fear it's going to be. Yeah, just sweet water, nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Good taste. Yep. I taste nothing. Sweet water, nothing, and seeds. A lot of seeds. I like the seeds. Wow, this tastes like nothing. Like this is worse than um, garbage melon. <laughs> I like honeydew too. I don't dislike it. It just has no flavor. Also, I have a very unsophisticated palate, and I never like trying new things, so those are two things you should probably know about me. But Look at you, you tried a new thing. Yeah, but I would never eat this again, because it tastes like nothing. Also, you you had to save up your sugar. Nah, I just had two small bites of this. Having a third, waiting for an aftertaste or some kind of experience of any kind. Get into the middle. It's more Is it? flavors in the middle. I think you're wrong about that. Mm. No. Anyways, for something so brightly colored, it's kind of disappointing. Yeah. It also crunches a little. Yeah. I like the weird. crunchy. I, I like guess. the crunchy seeds. But yeah, the it looks so so spiny on the outside. Yeah. I I would expect way more than this. Yeah. I'm I'm one of those like I'm just old enough to be cranky about flavors that aren't like orange and cherry like i'm i'm one of those like guys in their 40s who's like ah how come candy is guava and passion fruit now nah, nah. so like i i'm i already have little patience for fruits that aren't just like the normal white people fruits that i was raised with but i uh, love all those fruits whenever i oh, try man. them it's something like this so <laughs> you know these t- fruits need to try harder is my point is there anything interesting to say about it, really, though? Like, uh, I don't think so. I think this was just to get this off the top, the tip of my tongue, <laughs> so I'd stop talking about it. Well, and show format-wise, I think it's good to go out and do a thing and then do something easier. Yeah, we don't have... Uh... We don't want a high-maintenance show. We'll go out into the world. And, and we've talked about doing some pretty intense... Like, if we can afford it and get the money together and get the time together, we'd love to, for instance, go skydiving. Also have never done that. Yeah, there's there's a lot of stuff like that we have in mind, but then there's a lot of like smaller things like this too. So we're, we're not always just going to eat a food and tell you, well, that was nothing. Like hopefully it'll be more. <laughs> and hopefully next week it's not just like, well, these were slightly better or slightly worse than a shrug. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the idea is not for us to find things that we don't think we're going to like to mock. Alan, Alan, Amanda, find fault with the universe. I mean, that's just our, that would just be recording our lives, really. We watch a lot of TV together where we're just like, well, that's terrible. And then we just mock it for a while. So that's, uh, yeah. You're, you're, you know, a real positive show. Yeah. No, we're, it, we, it's, it's right in the title. We're trying. 
We are. We, we, are. Re- we really are. We we're, really want to try we're, it. We we're both. Like, we want to like things. We're both, I would say, natural cynics who try very hard to overcome that and find joy in life and not just have our default position be, you know, negative. Would you say that accurately describes you? I would say that it does. Okay. Because it definitely describes me. I don't want to speak for you. But uh, hopefully we can find some things that uh, bring us a little more. Uh, yeah. But as, Enjoy an interest in the future. As for dragon fruit, what would you say out of ten? Like a four? See, I would say this is exactly five. <laughs> this uh, this is like calibrate your scale to this. <laughs> this is a perfect middle of the road, nothing shrug. Like all other things I will now say, was this better or worse than the dragon dra- fruit? So in that regard <laughs> That's that, very helpful. We'll use dragon is. fruit as our as our Yeah, to mid. calibrate the scale. Yeah. To make sure everything is, is balanced properly. This so was nail in the foot is one. Uh-huh. Dragon fruit is five. Yeah. Yeah. And like uh, just near ecstasy, just like that feeling right when the roller coaster goes right over the top, when you first feel that drop. What are we talking about here? A roller coaster. Oh, okay. We already said we're not talking about that. <laughs> roller coasters? Yes. You just did. You broke the rule about roller coasters. I know. I'm a rule breaker. Oh. I'm a cynic, a rule breaker, and a diabetic. I'm a triple threat. <laughs> All right. Um, do you want to do you want to wrap things up, or yeah. was there any further business I to do with? Don't the, know uh, that there's any further plums, depths to plum, or plums to depth, or dragon fruit, or dragon fruits to dragon drop. All right. About this uh, this subject this subject this subject this subject this subject. Uh huh. So um, we've got a daunting list of other things we haven't done yet, and next episode we'll be bringing you two more of those. I have a note here that says, say this nicely and don't yell at people to get out of our house. They're not in our house. The microphones are in our house, but the technology brings it to them. Well, then yell at them for me to get out of their houses. I'm not going to yell at them, and you shouldn't either. You should thank them for, for listening to us. Oh, yeah, probably I've subscribed you to our podcast now. Uh-huh. That's probably what I've done. Yeah. So thank them, please. Thank them, please. I've subscribed you to my podcast. (laughs) This has been a co-production of Ron Algar Watt and Amanda Smith for Algar Productions and Giant Black Albatross, copyright 2017. For show notes, photos, RSS feed, and more details about us, please visit we'retrying.com. I figured I'd better say something